Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. Happy International Women's Day. Welcome to Web37 Daily. Today we talk to Omar from OQ Studios around his journey from working at Corporate America to launching his career in NFTs. We hope you enjoy. I grew up in uh, Texas, so I would never really get the ER. I would always get the AR. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I got you. We, I mean, it's funny how like we chatted for, I don't know, months now on DMs and it's the first time I was talking and I don't even know how to pronounce the name. <laughs> so great oh. job by me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I think, yeah, I think when we first started, it was like still during the pandemic and then it was, and then it transitioned to my two eye surgeries and then it was just like, now we're good and now we can uh, meet in person. Um, I'm just waiting for a few people to join and then we can get it going. Okay. There are a bunch of Twitter spaces happening at the moment. I've never seen so many on my phone, so I also want people to have the chance to join, but I know people are busy, they have other stuff to do, that's not a big deal. Um, let's see, let's give some shout outs. Lisa Lopez, nice to see you. Danny Bit, Dan Butera, Raf, Nathan, Hizzy. Oh, Epodo is here. What's up, Epodo? And Mobius, my homie. Cool. Um, Amar, you want to kick us off with who you are, what do you do, and then we'll get into the eye surgeries after? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know if I want to talk about that. That's like such a crazy process that I'm just glad it's over with. But we can definitely um, touch on it a little bit. I'm just glad it's over, to be honest. Um, I did want to say I see a lot of people who I'm familiar with, um, people from your team. I see Nikki. I see um, Carter. Uh, Nikki's a good friend of mine. And so is Carter. Carter is actually one of my uh, collectors. So I appreciate you all for coming. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Omer. I am based in on the East Coast. I actually just moved to uh, Jersey side, but um, 15 minutes away from uh, New York City. I'm an, I'm an artist, uh, NFT artist. And I also uh, I'm the founder of my own studio, OQ Studios. I do everything from uh, being a creative director to motion graphics designer to also being a film editor. And um, right now, my biggest focus has been the NFT space and also just, um, you know, taking things a step forward with my collections and pieces and bringing um, a community together along with uh, utilities. Cool. Um, what's your background? How did, because all I see from you is like your style is very, not necessarily, I guess you can call it abstract, but very, what, when I see it, I think of the matrix. 
Oh, cool. Love that movie. What do you like consider yourself as? Because you do motion graphic, but you also do a bunch of other stuff, like very monochromatic, very cool things that is very, I mean, the word unique and community has probably been never been more saturated in a, like an industry, mm-hmm. like the NFT industry. So yours is actually unique. Like I've never seen your style anywhere else personally. Maybe I'm wrong, but just curious about the, way that you came up with it or like how your background like shaped it maybe your childhood shaped it just curious oh sure so um i think in the beginning i kind of like my goal was to because i had just graduated from college and i didn't really have anything lined up it was my goal to just go into the corporate world and just um be able to have a jump start on paying for my student loans, paying for a place to live. Uh, because at the time I wasn't really, I didn't really have a stable like living situation or work situation. So what I ended up doing, which is the same thing I ended up doing in college was to um, like in college, I took graphic design courses, illustration, um, film, because growing up in Texas, those resources weren't really, available to me so when i had went to college i saw so many different areas that i could dive into that really interested me and um being able to learn those things from people who were more experienced uh, than me was like really helpful especially because like now i could ask the questions that i needed answers to so um when i jumped into um, freelance, I would, I would get a lot of requests, uh, mostly for animation in the beginning. Um, I started out with, uh, taking on tasks or jobs that were like for whiteboard animation, kind of like, I don't know if you remember the old, um, UPS commercials where you'd see them drawing on the whiteboard, but it was, it was very similar to that. And, um, what I realized was that as like as I got further and further into industry, it was like you couldn't just be you couldn't just be an animator. You had to also know how to add music to the videos that you were creating. You also sometimes the animations that you were creating also had to go over um, video. So that also meant that sometimes you may have to edit the video underneath as well to kind of time out. Um, with the keyframes that you have. So what I started to do was just like jump into different roles and um, jump into different jobs that like had those kinds of um, different roles. So like um, I started to learn more about animation, how it works in the production field. And that meant like jumping into like project manager role or like producer. And um, I started learning how to um, video edit along the way too. Um, that was mostly whenever I was working at Huffington Post. Um, but the style that I have now came from, honestly, me just feeling like I was spending my most of my time um, working on things that I wasn't really passionate about. It was like I was doing these things to like really provide for myself to pay rent to pay for 
like student loans and everything to like basically survive and live. So um, I was missing that passion aspect. So um, there was a time whenever I was, I was looking on Instagram and I'd see like so many artists that I was inspired by that were just posting like everyday renders. Um, Beeple, for example, he was the one that, I think he was the one that um, like founded that movement. And through that, I started seeing various other 3D artists and found a lot of people that like had the style that I wanted to kind of um, aim for down the road. Um, Ash Thorpe, he's like one of my favorite artists. He actually made the Batmobile from the new Batman, which I still need to see. And um, what I started to do was like every night whenever I would come home, I would just start like experimenting in After Effects and Cinema 4D. And most of that meant to just go on YouTube and watch some tutorials. And um, uh, as I was doing that, I, it was like I was copying like what I was seeing on the videos, which still felt good because I was doing something or learning something new, but I wanted to like shift that into my own style. And the black and white aspect has always been very appealing to me because it's just in my eyes, very clean. And for me, I wanted to make something where the viewer didn't really have to focus too much on um, the colors themselves. They could focus on like the actual experience by it being simplified. So what I started doing um, was started posting like experiments that I had. Sometimes they were stills, but slowly they started to become videos. And I spent a lot of time, like, I think the first post that I made wasn't even the first post because in my eyes, I would kind of second guess it and, and say like, wow, I see so many 3D artists making cinematic uh, videos. Like I'm just making black and white. This looks like, this looks so basic. And um, that self-doubt just like stayed for a while but then like i ended up trying to think of a way to make something so simple also have like a significant feeling um and that came by making like making the videos loop but also make them make the movements themselves so subtle that it's like while you're watching it you don't even realize that the loop has happened like three or four times um, and you're just now catching it. And um, I started out going that direction, posting once a week. And like people started really reaching out to me. It started catching a lot of people's eyes. And it started catching more people's eyes as I started adding music, um, which is something I also like to do where um, I take like instrumentals and tracks and mix them together and add another uh mesmerizing and like oddly satisfying feeling not through not just through your eyes but also through your ears so over time that style just grew and grew and um when like when i started seeing the same 3d artists that inspired me post about nfts i i couldn't help but realize that this was like the perfect time to 
like bring my style into NFTs. Really cool. And do you, how long have you been doing this? Um, let's see. Um, just the, just the black and white style or. Um, just, just the style itself. Yeah. Like how long have you been like creating them? I think it's been over uh, three or four years. Gotcha. And then you've been doing the NFT side of things in the past year, I'm assuming? Yeah, past year. I think March was my anniversary. Sick. <laughs> um, curious about like your thoughts on the the reason that I like framed my question up in a way that yours your style is unique is because obviously there's a shitload of derivative derivative projects happening. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously originality is elusive due to the amount of saturation that's in the market. When you're creating your pieces, you like basically walk this through your mindset. Do you have any thoughts or how you approach or how can other people approach for listening? who maybe want to do their own art to find their own originality because it's like I said, it's difficult to come by now because there's so many people doing so many things and the things that rise to the top are very difficult to combat. So that's why we obviously do these spaces just so that people who are on the come up or who are like doing more niche things could be shared with the community. But I'm just curious how you, suggest for other people to find their own originality in their own pieces because you explained yourself really well. I'm just curious if you have suggestions for others. Oh yeah, sure. Um, so I would say like for me, the way that I found my style was by simply like finding works that I'm inspired by. I use I don't know, if, and I don't know if this is weird, but I'm going to just share it anyways. But I use Pinterest a lot. <laughs> um, I I love like all of the different. I love that whenever um, that you can create your own boards and like create your own references. And um, what I do is I go on Pinterest. I just type in like. Sometimes I just go through the feed based off because they just curate a feed for you based off of like other things that you've looked at. And I just start going through, going into like a giant tunnel where it's like, I see something I really like. Then I look up the artist, then I see the other artworks that they've created. And along the way, sometimes they collaborate and I see other artists that they've collaborated with as well. So a lot of times I go down that route. Um, the way that I started was through IG, but that was, um, since that was like such a while ago and like now I feel like IG is so is a little bit more saturated than it used to be. Um, it's harder to take the same route that I did back then. Um, but I think in general, just finding artists that you are inspired by and also just like, I think if I was to also like give myself advice and give other people advice is the one thing that I would say is that we all have like ideas in our minds that we want to just throw out there. But a lot of times we have so much self-doubt that we don't even take that first step 
into like just sketching it out on your like in your sketchbook or even just like dabbling in a 3d program so um i think most of it is that first step and also it's also mixed with um just gathering references that you're inspired by um and also just playing around with different mediums that you wouldn't expect to enjoy um for example like what i would also used to do is i would just because i didn't have a camera at the time so i would just take my iphone and i would just take pictures of um of different like scenery or things that i just really enjoyed mostly for um perspective purposes but also like i started to enjoy that a lot and i also invested in my own camera and um that helped me like set up my shots a lot better and also i started to realize that i love color correcting the images that i take and um also just like um go like that made me want to dive into different mediums alone so um to like to summarize that it would be look into different artists that you're inspired by just take the leap and like go with an idea that you love even if it's just like as simple as as simple as you may think but when you start going with your idea you start adding on more and more to it that you never thought of um, because when you end up seeing it for the first time, you start thinking, hey, maybe I could add that as well. Gotcha. It's really cool. Um, the, again, I'll go into questions in a bit. In two minutes, I'll take questions. So if you have a question, please request. And then after that, I'm not sure if where Shami's at, but we can go into um, other things that I cannot mention right now because i don't know where shami's at so anything that you've done omar that's been interesting to me is like you're kind of i see you some of the posts that you post on twitter and things that you post about on OpenSea. i'm not sure if this is accurate but i always see like these geometric shapes i i, I kind of like when i look at your i guess art like I see some sort of math behind it. Is that true or is that just my interpretation? Like how do you calculate or like come up with these shapes and like the animations that you're doing? Um, so sometimes I, a lot of times they're like almost like tiled where they're repeated patterns, um, geometric patterns next to one another and um the inspiration by that is like sometimes when um like i've seen images sometimes where they like there's this video i saw a while back where a camera is just constantly zooming into an object um i think it started with a pencil and you just see like microscopic uh patterns as you're going further and further into it it's kind of like um what's the movie did you ever see the first uh doctor strange i did yeah so at the end of that movie when he's uh and this probably sounds really uh <laughs> nerdy to everybody who doesn't know me but um 
when you at the end of the movie when he's fighting like the big boss, uh, I think it's I think his name is like Dormammu. Yeah, gets, Dormammu. Yeah, and he goes into this tunnel where it's like it's constantly going deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, I love those uh, scenes, and I love how. I love whenever people like create that kind of concept and that's kind of where the inspiration comes from, where a lot of times I see simple things like, for example, I'm looking at my keyboard right now and there's, there's literally like uh, a pattern right there. And I love those subtle um, patterns that have like, sometimes they're complex shapes, but when you put them together and you line them up and you change up the camera angle, they look very, um, soothing on your eyes, especially when they're they have movement to it. Really cool. Yeah, that scene is pretty cool. I I, I yeah. kind of watch it just to laugh sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mom, I came to bargain. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Any questions from the audience? I can grab people to the stage, ask Omar a few questions, and then Shami's here, so I feel a little bit better. Um, if, if you have any questions around Amar's work, or it could be about, to be honest, anything, NFTs in general, and what he's up to, you can request. While you do that, Amar, is there anything that you wanted to chat about that I haven't asked you? Um, no, I think you covered uh, most of it. Cool. So I did a good job, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, this is my first Twitter space, so. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't cool. usually, I don't usually like to talk because I just feel like I have so much to learn, and I don't ever want to like um, give like wrong information or anything. I'm also just really shy in these situations, but I'm trying to uh, talk more in these things. You're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let me just try to grab one person since only only have one person. Let's see if it shows up. Weird. Okay. Um, Shami, do you want to jump on? And then we don't have any questions, so I don't want to like push people to ask questions. But I think maybe it's your time to shine. Uh, it is not my time to shine. It is always the host time to shine and the guest as well. But sure, I would love to jump in so people can get, get today's PO app and also stall a little bit. So maybe someone has a question, they have the, the courage, they want to sum up to come ask. But uh, so for today's PO app, as probably most people are familiar with at this point, you will need the PO app mobile app. And uh, Omer already has their PO app. So uh, they're good to go with that one. Um, so again, you need today's, to get today's PO app, you need the mobile app. It can be downloaded in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. That's P-O-A-P. Once you have that, or if you already have the app, please make sure it is the most updated version, just so things work smoothly. And then uh, once you have all that settled, you can open up the app. And once you open up the app, in the bottom right-hand corner, you're going to see a button that says Mint. You're going to click on that Mint button. And then a menu of options will come up, and you're going to select Secret Word. You're going to select Secret Word, and then you're going to type in the Secret Word, which is 
Remo three seven. That's R E M O Omer backwards three seven. All lowercase. The numbers are themselves the character three and the character seven. So lowercase R E M O three seven. Really cool. Good job. And this, I like with the work. I mean, the work is just so hypnotizing. Uh, and, and Sinan, I think the way you expressed it before is like the geometric patterns or, or like, you know, uh, that thought process in there. I kind of see that too, whether it's intentional or not. Uh, it definitely is just some very eye-catching work, to say the least. For sure. We got so Branson, if Branson wants to ask a question. Hello. Thanks for hey, having Branson. me up. What's up, Omar? Hey, how are you? I'm rad. So good to learn more about all of your process and things you mentioned, I think in the past too, a bit about meditation and how it comes into play in your work. And I was curious if you could talk to us a little bit uh, about that like aspect of your process. Um, I know in your, your animated pieces, it shows up, but I'm curious, I know you're releasing a new series and like if some of that inspiration comes through or not, which is cool in this new series. Oh, sure. And good question. I totally, um, I've left that out because for the past couple of days, I've just been uh, so stressed out with the new collection that, I, I mean, it's probably because I haven't meditated. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like when that was actually a key part, um, whenever I was also creating my style was because like, if anyone is familiar with the app called Headspace, um, I started using that a lot. And it was it was funny because the way that I stumbled upon that app was one of the one of the freelancers that I worked with, they actually um did a couple of animations for the app. And when they introduced it to me, I I found it so helpful because it's mostly because of the person's voice is so soothing and the way that they break down the most like simple feelings of anxiety has was just really helpful because like anyone can say it like people can say the same thing but a lot of times it's the way that they say it that sometimes it registers a lot clearer and that was what helped me with the app and alongside it also helped me kind of relax and just um, like carefully think about the ideas that were actually running through my mind. So um, while I was creating the style, for the black and white style, that's also where the subtle movements came in, where it was like, you're just breathing, like taking deep breaths um, and inhaling and exhaling and it's funny because whenever I was creating my first collection, a lot of them I wanted to just title uh, breathing. And um, I just like ran out of words. Like sometimes I would write breathing synonym and just Google it. Um, but that came into play a lot in the beginning um, because I needed that like separation between the idea that I was creating and the outside stress behind it. Um, so with the the new collection, which I actually 
um, pinned above because I um, I forgot that's also coming. Like I forgot to even talk about that <laughs> this time. But um, with the new collection, I wanted to take it a step forward because, like, you'll see it also in um, in the article that like, Alex, um, who did such an amazing job writing it and hearing my story, where it's like. I talk about how I started art and that was whenever I used to live in Texas and like I didn't really have cable TV. So my inspiration came from Saturday morning cartoons and like um, sometimes I would just go straight to the library and like grab like chains that I would find in the couches and like print things that inspired me. And I was always inspired by everything that I saw on TV. So like Batman, the animated series, um, X-Men, like that time slot was just so important. And so as I'm kind of developing the style and growing it, I wanted to um, add more detail into this collection. So some pieces you'll see has like vehicles in it, sci-fi, and the sci-fi aspect comes from um, my love for Blade Runner and Dune and the car aspect just comes from like my love for cars. I, I used to love um, like learning more about them, um, figuring out how to like build one. And um, a lot of that, a lot of that came from uh, that for uh, this piece um, for this collection. So um so this one is more about like adding more details in like just a moment because it is just a still. And so like the phase that I'm trying or the, I guess you can call it a roadmap, which will be my uh, personal journey will be to take my collections and my art from being so minimalistic, but having a, a powerful meaning behind it to something that has more color to something that's more cinematic where there are like more realistic textures that you'll see. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at now, um, how the meditation has helped me clear my mind and think about how I want to take things further and um, what's next. That's rad. Yeah. Thank you so much for going into that. I love that we went from meditation to Saturday morning cartoons and came all the way back. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And congrats on the upcoming drop. I'm super excited to see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be amazing. Oh, thank you, Em. I, I appreciate you for uh, coming up on stage and asking and just being here in general. Anytime. Thank yeah. Thank you, Brent. Let's see what GB has to ask. Hey, JB, you want to ask your question to Omer? Yeah. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for having me on. I love your work. Pumped to have one of your POAPs in my collection now. Um, so my question is, I think I'm kind of with you about a year in the NFT space, lived in the Web2 space for a long time. But how do you choose, like, what do you look for on a platform, like with your new collections? Do you stick with like the OG OpenSea or are you looking for anything specific in like uh, maybe a new and upcoming platform to host uh, a new collection on? Like, is there anything you look, look for specifically when you're getting ready to like push something out? 
Uh, hey, JB. Um, that is a great question. I think so. The way that I've been handling everything, um, if you heard part of uh, part of the last answer to um, Branson's question, is I want um, I want my collectors and people who are part of my journey to know that I'm going to constantly grow my artwork um, from time to time, and that also means that I'll be trying out different um, platforms. So. For now, I wanted to start out on OpenSea because I think that's a perfect starting point. Um, in the like when I first entered the space, I actually started out on Foundation. Um, it was it was a rough time because I wasn't really getting any traction and eyes on my work, so I I felt like I almost jumped ahead because when I think of Foundation, I think of that as I think of that platform as a place where artists post their um, more like their more high quality work. And when I think of OpenSea, not to like bash them or anything, I think of I think of OpenSea as a starting point where you uh, you learn everything about the NFTs, you learn about what direction you want to take. And what I want to do actually after this is. Um, release another collection called meaning within the collab and what i'll do with that is i'll post that i'll post those mints with the artists that i collaborate with on um, known origin because what i also look for in a platform is how they treat their artists and how they bring um how they encourage the artists to like continuously mint on their platform and what i notice about known origin is that they they're always um, retweeting other artists' work, helping them gain visibility, which I really love and I really support. And um, I think I think I see like there are some platforms who end up getting giving visibility to artists who, not saying that they don't deserve their visibility, but a lot of times it's artists who are just incredibly well known and. Um, I don't see much visibility on artists who are emerging. So there are like, there isn't like a set thing that I look for, but there's more of like a mix amount, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I love that. It's definitely something with I vibe with as well, because I think that's important to kind of see where you're at in your own journey and then grow as the space does. So totally cool. Look forward to uh, checking out your new stuff and keep it up. Really good stuff. Thanks for having me up, guys. Oh, thanks, JB. Oh, also, thanks, I'll, I'll say one more thing that I that just came to mind. Um, the other thing also helps is to see what kind of artworks are also on the platforms because um, it's kind of like Sinan was saying before, where my style is so different, uh, and because of that, I wanted to kind of see where, kind of see which platform um, my style would best fit, like. Whenever I first started, I would see photography, um, cinematic, in uh, 3D images, and they would always be like, not saying they wouldn't have like geometric shapes, but they would always have like um, a person in it or like some kind of environment in it. So that's also what I looked for as well. Um, what kind of artists were on there? Because at the end of the day, you, it's not that you want to 
um, be at a place where all of the artworks are the same, but you kind of want to be somewhere where you see that your artwork would do well um, compared to what's already there from the other artists, if that also makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. It really does. Super good insight. Sounds good. Um, that's all the questions we had, Omer. And then I think I covered everything that I wanted to ask you just selfishly and for the audience. But also the article does an incredible job touching on the basis of what we just talked about. So anybody who's curious about about you even furthermore can just dive into the article that's pinned at the top. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We will close it out. Just I want to give the floor to you before we do that, if you want to say anything else. And then I'll thank Alex for writing the article, Shami for giving the co-app, James for hosting it, Nick for, as always, producing it. But anything else you wanted to sh share before we close out? We always appreciate your work and all the things that you do and you share for 137 as well. So we're very grateful to have you be a part of our community, friends, homies. Oh, sure. Um, so I did want to, I just want to start off by saying um, thank you for like you all, the 137 team for giving me this chance to speak about my work um for the first time and also um writing such a thoughtful and detailed article about my journey um it just felt it felt really good to um because alex was sharing me with the drafts and everything and it just felt really good to um realize that like my story was in good hands and um i want to thank a lot of the people out there in the audience um Branson, Nikki, Pri, um, Stat, Lance, uh, Moray, Carter, Duncan. I hope I didn't miss anyone, but a lot of these are close friends and collectors, and I just really appreciate you all for coming for my first one. Um, it just really means a lot. And um, for anyone who is interested in my new collection, it's pinned up top. Uh, all 40 pieces are actually minted. Um, and so like, definitely go check it out. It'll be live tomorrow at 3 PM. Um, otherwise, yeah. Thank you everyone for coming back. Thank you. Amir. so nice to chat with you. Hope to chat with you soon, uh, in New York. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have one last eye checkup and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, feel better soon. And then we'll chat more hopefully in person. Yes, definitely. Perfect. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Web37 Daily. If you have any other NFT artists recommendations for us to cover, please tweet at us at 137pm on Twitter. Have a great day.